All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. How crazy is this? We're live in three, two, one. Welcome to segments, ladies and gentlemen. Segments episode number 29. It is January 16th, 2020. Like I said, we're live. Uh, like, like I said, this is a, a, a long, a short, like, I mean, like a, a live edition of the show. Um, like I said, I always like to do segments when, you know, like, you know, parts, basically when you're on the road and you're busy, you're doing specific things and stuff like that. That's what I kind of de- dedicate this portion of the show to when I'm not at home. I mean, there's times where I'm at home or, you know, uh, and I do the show. I mean, obviously I do broadcast it from my house and, um, some actual quick updates for you guys. Um, we actually are, you know, thinking about maybe doing a show um, live, you know, doing it live on YouTube as well as um, being available in the audio section. We haven't um, really experimented with it or anything like that yet, but it doesn't mean we aren't going to. We actually are going to look at it and see how it goes, but I don't know just yet, though. That's the thing. We're back. It's good to be back. Um, like I said, it's... Uh, January the 16th, it's Fight Week, UFC 246 is uh, this weekend featuring the return of one Conor McGregor, he takes on Donald Cerrone, and man, it feels surreal, man, it's crazy, man, I can't believe that we're here talking about one of these fights, like I was saying on um, the earlier portion of this episode before this, um, the, it, how, how crazy it is for Connor to be back, you know, for for one point in time, I just I didn't think he was gonna come back, you know. I mean, I, I did. I, I I didn't have like complete doubt in my head. It wasn't fully there, but you know, I just it didn't seem like anything was happening. It didn't seem like the cards were moving. All I heard and, and I, everything I was seeing in the media was the fact that he wasn't coming back, and um, you know, it, you know, I I was kind of hopeless. You know, that he was going to come back. I didn't think he was going to come back. It's not saying that because of everything that he's been through. It just, it just seemed like, I don't know, maybe I lost faith. Maybe I lost doubt for a, for a quick second. There's no shame in that. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people. That's not the point. The point is that he returns this Saturday against Donald Cerrone at UFC 246 in the main event. Um, damn. Jeez. Yeah, but he, like I said, let He returns against Donald Cerrone at UFC 246 main event, um, non-title fight. But uh, it it kind of seems like a title fight, if you ask me, because of the fact that you know Conor McGregor. Any fight with Conor McGregor is a big money fight, right? Red panty night. Uh, you know, the biggest payday of most people's careers. Anybody that fights uh, Conor McGregor is guaranteed that payday, right? So Donald Cerrone is guaranteed that payday and very well does deserve that payday because he not only holds the most wins in UFC history, the most head kick knockouts, the most uh, money earned and post buy bonuses, man. Cowboy Cerrone is, is trend setting and he's doing it with ease and he's done it throughout his illustrious UFC career. And, um, you know, so definitely, you know, uh, exciting fight. 
like I said on the last episode. I know we broke this fight down maybe like a couple weeks ago on this podcast, but um, on the last episode of this podcast, we actually broke it down. But this is like a closer, easily, you know, stylistically a fun fight, stylistically a very interesting fight. I don't think it's one, it's a one completely, it's completely one-sided. I think that easily, easily could be a very competitive matchup. Not only is it at 170 pounds, but, you know, it's, it's a return fight for Connor. I know he hasn't been here in maybe like a, a little over a year. His last fight was in 2018. And um, wasn't it 2008? Yeah, it was in, 2009, in 2018. So it seems like it's been a little bit long for Connor. Like, he hasn't been in the octagon forever. But, yeah, it seems like the Khabib fight wasn't that long ago. But then, like, we've, we've also been through so much stuff regarding Connor. And um, I just, I don't think it's a... Uh, you know, I'm not saying it's it's a bad fight for Connor, honestly. First and foremost, this is a fight that I picked personally. And I don't know if I necessarily made those predictions on the show or anything like that. But um, I thought necessarily that, you know, Connor's return fight, the best candidate for that fight for, for him uh, would be um, Donald Cerrone. I'm not saying that's because it's an easy fight or anything like that. I'm just saying because, you know... But basically, if you look at it, you look at it stylistically. You look at it record-wise. You look at the fact that these guys went back and forth back then, and we never got something like that. You know, Cowboy's a big 155-pounder. Cowboy is, is versatile in more areas than one. I mean, you know, holds a record for the most head-kick knockouts. You know, you know, you easily can finish anybody at any given time, whether it's on the feet, in the clinch, or... You know, like I said, on the ground, he has fantastic grappling, fantastic wrestling, and fantastic jiu-jitsu, which he sweeps up in a heartbeat. You know, he can, he can hurt you on the feet, and he'll follow it up with the submission. I mean, look what he did to Edson Barbosa. He knocked him down with a jab and then turned around and submitted him. Easily. You know, Cerrone's striking. It. You know, when Cerrone's on, he's on, man. If you look at those fights he had with Mike Perry, Alexander Hernandez, um... Ally Quinta. I mean, you look at those fantastic fights. You look at those matchups. You look at those performances, and you think, man, this—that's the cowboy we want to see. But the big problem here in this scenario is the fact that cowboy tends to falter in the bigger fights, as anyone else has said on these on their shows and any anything else that they've been talking about when it comes to previewing this fight is can cowboy win the big one. Can Cowboy be the one to beat Conor? I mean, obviously, Conor's been beaten before. Twice in the UFC, the, the Khabib fight, and then uh, the Nate Diaz fight, which Conor came back and, you know, essentially got revenge for. Um, how are we doing on time? We're good on time right now, I'm pretty sure. Um, we'll, follow the, 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 we'll follow with part two of the show because I do have to run in probably a, a couple, maybe ten... 10 or so minutes so that doesn't take away from our argument folks what we're talking about is you know connor connor versus cowboy connor i mean we've seen the videos i've seen the post the post of uh, the pre-fight interviews um you know connor seems very respectful you know very knowledgeable of cowboy Cerrone as a po- opponent he recognizes him as a formidable opponent as does cowboy Cerrone, and this is kind of like a different tide which makes me kind of think a little bit because not only is this a different type, it's a different Connor, but this one seems like any like unlike any Connor fight that we've had. I mean, we had the Nate Diaz fight, we had the fight where the, the fight with Connor, he beat he beat Eddie Alvarez. Um, 
and won the belt. And, you know, for the longest time, we didn't get him. And then I think he went and fought, fought Floyd Mayweather after that. And then we didn't get that. Then he comes back for the Khabib fight, gets beaten. And then we haven't seen him since then. So it's, um, it's been a while since we've seen Connor. And it feels like, you know, that the, the date wasn't that long ago. It feels like the Khabib fight wasn't that long ago. But essentially, it really was. So now we really, um, now, we, now we wait. And this fight is at 170 pounds. And, you know, it's essentially them not cutting weight. Cerrone, you know, easily can make 170. Connor easily can make 170. It's a non-title fight. There's no belts on the line. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's an easily winnable fight for, for all these guys, for both of these guys. Easily winnable, but not easily obtainable. You got to fight through this. You know, if you look at the plus sizes in both of these guys, you know, you look at Connor's left hand. You look at his accuracy. You look at his punches. You look at his movement. You look at his kicks. You know, his patience. His ability to be calm in big situations. His ability to overcome. He has a great chin. He, um, you know, he, he, he takes a good shot. He gives a good shot. He has nasty counters. He's fast. He's quick. He's precise, his precision, his accuracy, everything he has is on point. And he's going to need that against Cowboy Cerrone. That's the same thing with Cowboy Cerrone. He has to be very careful of that. Because, you know, when Cowboy gets hit cleanly, sometimes it changes the whole tune-up of the fight. It changes the whole tune-up his fight and kind of gets him in backpedal mode. Because if you look at Darren Till fight and you look at that, I don't think it was a straight left. The straight left hand, he stunned him, he backpedaled, and, you know, he was hurt. He was stunned by that hand. He, he kind of broke his nose, essentially. Um, but, you know, when you hit Donald Cerrone cleanly, we moved that fight, that Hoffield, the first fight with Hoffield Dos Anjos, I don't remember when he landed that. Was this the left hook or right hook? I don't necessarily remember. But if you look at the, the magnitude and the pace that, uh, that he put on him after that, I mean, when you hurt Cerrone, you got you to gotta go. You got to continue to, to wear on him. You got to continue to chase him. You got to continue to to go after that finish because if not he's gonna um adjust he's gonna um you know cowboy if he doesn't get finished early on he he, he can fare and and five round title fights he's been in a lot of title fights he's been in a lot of uh, uh five rounders and i'm pretty sure he can handle one with connor considering the fact that uh that you know he's went he, he's went that distance okay we've got a couple more minutes left here on this um part one of segments folks appreciate you guys for joining us here on this live edition it's pretty exciting it's fight week we're doing a live edition of the show don't think that i was going to skip this week for what for for anything folks um quickly follow me on instagram and twitter at g the king mma as well as following our podcast page directly at g the king mma uh or you know podcast page at kwtk pod excuse me um and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well. Like I said, one more time, KWTKPod um, and, and so forth. We're available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating, five-star review. And, and let's get 2020 wrapped up, folks. Anchor.fm slash KWTKPod to visit our website directly, folks. Part two coming up. Stay tuned. And we're back. Connor versus Cowboy. Woo! Can't wait for that one. The weigh-ins are tomorrow. Today is Thursday, so um, we're not the wait. We're not gonna have to wait that long. Less than 72 hours until we get that fight. Interesting. 
because not only is this fight at 170 pounds, like I said, Cerrone gets hit, it changes the whole landscape of his fight and makes it his opponent's fight. However, you know, Cerrone, like I said, um, I don't know if I said this on the last episode or if it was in the notes and I didn't bring it up, but... But Cerrone tends to, uh, like, you know, when it comes to strikers, when it comes to phenomenal strikers, Cerrone has tended to fail. He has tended to fall. And, um, you know, necessarily, I don't know if that's going to be the case in this fight. I don't know necessarily. Because, I mean, if you look at his opponents, let's see, Masvidal, um, let's see, Darren Till, let's see, Leon Edwards. Three fantastic fights. Three, excuse me. Three fantastic fighters. Um, performances were solid on the side of the other fighters. Not so much on the side of Cerrone. So what happens when he meets an elite level striker? And, you know, you can say what you want about Cerrone's skill set. And everything else that he brings to the table, folks. Everything else that Cerrone brings to the table by all means, is legitimate. It's a legitimate threat. He doesn't get the, all, the most wins in UFC history that way by just hanging on by thread. You know, Cerrone, it has a great, damn good record. Cerrone has been fighting for so long, longer than anyone on the list. You know, Hall of Famer for sure. When he retires, he should be a guy that's on the Hall of Famer list for sure. Interesting because I see a lot of people throwing dirt on this matchup because of the fact that Cerrone is coming off of two losses, but Connor's coming off of a loss as well. Um, technically, if you think about combat sports, he's coming off a loss, two losses as well. One, Floyd Mayweather, Khabib. Say what you want about it. You know, those are two losses in a row for him. So. You know, this is kind of like a redemption for Connor as well. So we'll get to see this. This is a redemption clause. This fight is a redemption for both men. This fight is a redemption for both masses, the masses, Ireland versus America, Cowboy versus the Irishman, the notorious one, Connor McGregor versus the all-American cowboy, Donald Cerrone, man. This is an exciting fight. You know, stylistically, historically, um, best damn way to start off 2020, if you ask me. Um, quite personally, uh, I think that, uh, you know, obviously there's going to be a lot more bigger fights announced later on this year. And later, and, and later on this year, there are going to be fights that are fantastic and stuff. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, for them to, to cap this year off with the Connor fight has to be one of the best things, quite personally, that I think that they can do. Just, just my opinion. But, um, you know, we're not negative here. I don't like to think about matchups in a negative way because if you look at some of the fights that have been highly anticipated and stuff and, and most, uh, like, you know, highly anticipated and, you know, fights that everyone's excited for. Sometimes they turn out to be duds. But, you know, for like a Connor fight, in my opinion, I don't think that it's going to be a dud. No, I've never, I don't think I've seen any Connor fights that have been duds. But, uh, 
you know, sometimes that does happen. Um, sometimes upsets happen. I mean, um, probably like one of the most unlikely things has to be like that head kick knockout. I don't think that's going to happen to a head kick knockout. That's going to be crazy. Connor's never been knocked out. Only submitted, if I'm not mistaken. So it's going to be interesting to see the predictions. Is Mystic Mac going to strike again? Or is Connor going to falter and fall under pressure against Donald Cerrone? Which is something I don't necessarily think is going to happen. It's unlikely. I just think that Connor's training, all of, all of his activities outside the octagon. I just got done telling someone this earlier about Connor. Um, shout out to Ant Man for asking me this question. Um, it was actually a pretty damn interesting question. He asked that, um, what did he? It was about Connor. Come on. My mind's slipping. I smoke too much weed. Um, he asked me, is that, does he, do I think Connor was training while he was out of the octagon? The answer is yes. He has been training because if you look at the social media, you can't judge someone off their social media in ways you can. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a real thing. Yes, you can. You can judge people off social media to a T. Not to a T directly, but eh, you slightly are, you slightly are able to judge whatever it is that you post on social media it is a reflection of who you are in some way. Same thing can be said with meeting people in pub and person versus online. Dumb fans, you know, heckling fans who want your autograph in real life, talk shit to you on the internet. They're nice as hell on the internet. They're soft as fucking person. It's kind of like a different drift, if you get me. But, uh, yes, to answer that question, I do think he was trying. I do think he was trying. I think he was training hard. I think he was training efficiently. I think that he is coming more prepared than ever. Because, like I said earlier, Connor has not fought since 2018. I think it was November, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, he has not fought since then. And honestly, I think that, you know, even though he hasn't fought, he has been training. Has been sparring. He has been looking great and training. I mean, the videos that he showed coming back, you know, the pre-fight workouts or whatever the hell they're called, they look fantastic. He looked great. He looked sharp. And I'm pretty damn sure that he's going to look that way come Saturday. It's an interesting fight. I can't say it enough. I'm sorry, sweetheart. I crossed. I I, I was a. Uh, you know, I said I I, I I like going to live editions of the show. And I, and I, I, you know, um, on a fast walk, I mean, it's fight week, folks, so like I said, I was on a fast walk, and this chick drove by, and I crossed the street to get on my side, and uh, I think she looked a little bit annoyed. She's kind of cute, though. Um, forgive me. Um, but, yeah, so winnable fight for both men. Very tough fight for both sides, but to get into the style matchup and what's to come afterwards. However, we don't like to skip over. One of my biggest things I don't like is to, to think about future matchups after the fight without respecting the fight that's in front. But for me and for everybody else, I'm pretty damn sure you guys are pretty thinking of the same theories after this fight.
What's next for Connor following this fight? Is it going to be Masvidal? Masvidal spoke earlier at a presser, press conference talking about the potential of Connor being the next guy. Masvidal's going to be there. So if Connor decides to call Masvidal out on the post fight, had if Connor is successful against Cerrone, I think that's going to set up a great fight. You know, that could be fight number two for Connor later on down the stretch, later on in 2020. Exciting year, big year. But Connor's got to get to Cerrone first. Um, I don't know if I said this right now, but let's circle back real quick and think about it. The story, the landscape, everything for both of these guys had if Cerrone and Connor both have a win. If, if one of these guys gets a win, the storyline for Cerrone, um, he, he solidifies himself in the Hall of Fame. Um, he has a fantastic career, another win in the books. I mean, he could retire if he wins against Connor. I mean, that payday he's getting is pretty sweet. I mean, the amount of money he's going to earn in this fight probably is over the amount of money that he made in his post-fight bonuses and stuff. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be an interesting time, going to be an interesting fight. Um, Storyline, I'm pretty sure Cerrone fans will be happy Cerrone wins, obviously. Connor fans will be ecstatic. But for me, this next point is crucial. This next point is, is very important. And for me, honestly, Connor's back is against the wall in my opinion, because of the fact that he has all these things weighing on him. He has the eleg- sexual assault allegations, or sexual, you know, I don't know, rape. I don't know what the fuck he has. Those, those allegations that were, um, you know, allegations made against him. So he has that. The fact that he punched the old man in the bar. I mean, everyone's looking at all these things, but can we just sit the fuck down for a second and not be so goddamn negative? That's the problem we have. As fight fans. That's why these fighters have so much pressure. Because people are just bringing up constant bullshit. Back to back. They just don't shut up about it. And that's a problem. That's what you get in the media. That's what you get in the fight game. People bring up your past. And quite honestly. You could be one to work on your future. So think about this for a second. You're trying to work so hard on building up your future. Uh, People are bringing up some old shit. It's going to get old, right? It's going to get old hearing people bring it up. It's going to be old hearing people talk about it. And for me, it's going to be old to have to say the same exact fucking thing. If you get what I mean. So imagine how these fighters feel. Put yourself in their shoes for a second. A few seconds. A minute. Put your cap on. Put yourself in Connor's shoes. Now, I'm, I'm not saying nor condoning the actions nor the things that he has done that are bad. The old man punching in the bar thing. However, go back to the cell phone incident. Quite honestly, I would throw this heckling fan's fucking phone down as well. Don't take a picture of me. Don't be in my face. Don't be fucking recording me. So, you know, hats off to Connor for that one. I'll give him a pass on that one. How we're punching the old man in the bar because he doesn't like her whiskey. Come on, Connor. You could be better than that. So, you know, I give him a pass with that one. But for me, like I said, going back, there's a lot weighing on Connor right now. However, I don't like to judge someone off the past mistakes. However, I can't deny that there is a lot of pressure on him this Saturday night. Bob, back to you. Just kidding. I mean, I would be good on the fucking television. For sure. (laughs) I think I'd be fantastic. I mean, 
I have all, all the fucking skills in the world for that kind of shit. But it's cool doing uncensored, unedited breakdowns here on this show. Podcasts give me a platform to do something that I already feel like I'm good at. So that's what we're getting this Saturday night. However, the official prediction is coming up next, folks. I'm picking Connor by knockout. Third round, first round. Connor stops Cowboy Cerrone in the first round. Heard it here first. I'm kicking it with the king. You just heard me say in the third round, right? Let me reverse it. Let me rewind it. Let me go backwards. I meant the first round. First round KO for Connor. I have until Friday. Honestly, to basically until tomorrow. I have until tomorrow to make that official pick. I have to put it down on paper. However, if you're betting money and, you know, Carter doesn't get it done in the first round, then, you know, third round seems viable. If not, I think that if Cerrone were to win, however, that margin is very small for me, personally, thinking about it. Um, I mean, obviously, it's not. I mean, anything could happen in this sport. This sport's fucking crazy, so who knows what the hell can happen. But if Cerrone were to win... I don't know, maybe he beats Connor by unanimous decision. Maybe he submits Connor. Connor's only losses have come by submission. So, I mean, imagine if Cerrone was the first man to stop Connor, I'd say give him that fight with Khabib Ramagomedov. Regardless of anything, regardless of weight classes, regardless of the rules, regardless of the fact that you've lost two, two your last two fights, who gives a fuck? Tell me who gives a fuck right now. Come on, I'm fired up, folks. This is a great fight. Obviously, I haven't been on the air for quite some time. Does not mean that I was stopping thinking about this glorious fight, this big fight, this huge matchup. This, this is something that a lot of people have been waiting to see, the return of Conor um, and one of his biggest fights to date. I mean, this is a, a fight card. You know, this is, a, it is a huge fight card. However, it's not, you know, pulsing. There are some fantastic fights on there, but I'm mainly thinking about McGregor versus Cerrone. However, when I watch the rest of the card, I'm gonna, I'm still gonna be happy. I'm still gonna be thankful. I'm still gonna be entertained. I'm still gonna be grateful. Fantastic fights coming up. I can't wait, and I'm sure you guys can't wait as well. Um, should I boost my ego and talk about the rest of my fight picks? on the show, on this edition. This is a live edition, folks. Background noise and everything. You know, I like to take like a 25, 30 minute jog sometimes or a walk. However, I was real busy earlier. If you caught my picture on the internet of me standing, um, having my hands in the air, you know, celebrating like I was on the edge of a fucking building or a fucking beautiful view. The The view was very beautiful. If you look at that picture, you caught that picture of me on Facebook, or Instagram before it uh, disappeared because it was on my story. That was a cool picture. I enjoyed it a lot. I had a lot of fun. Um, Big year. A lot to plan. A lot of stuff going on. So, like I said, it's going to be exciting. I'm excited for this year, and I'm excited for this fight card. So, however, man, this is going to... I can't tell you how excited I am. Definitely going to be a great fight. Tune in. 
Um, where am I going to watch the fights? I think I'm going to watch them at home. You know, I'm not really a big fan of watching shit in the bars. You know, sometimes I'll hear, hear my fucking speech impediment problems. I just, I talk too much. I, 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 I talk too fast and too frequently to the point where sometimes I make a little bit of errors. But what I was just saying is that I don't watch fights at home. I mean, I don't watch fights at, uh, at bars or, or, or anywhere else. At friends' houses. Nah, I'm good. You won't catch me watching fights there. Because when I'm at home, I get to study. When I'm at home, I'm watching them most likely by myself. Big headphones on my head. Not worrying about a single damn thing that anybody's uh, saying or talking about. Amateurish, immature, uneducated opinions about fights. Uneducated opinions about grappling. Uneducated opinions about who's winning rounds or, or this or that or who sucks or who really doesn't suck. Bro, if you're in the UFC, you don't suck. Shut your mouth. Quite simply. We're fired up. Do we sound fired up here? Is it just me or do we really do sound fired up on this episode? It's segments, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't been here. We haven't posted an episode, so I'm pretty fucking fired up. This serves as a place for the podcast, considering the fact that we talked about this fight like two weeks ago. Cowboy usually uses wrestling. I know we went right back into the matchup. Cowboy uses wrestling, can use his grappling. If he makes it a grappling heavy fight, if you just want to beat the hell out of McGregor and just beat him, you got to use your grappling, Cowboy. Don't stand and trade. If you stand and trade, you're going to give up. Uh, you know, it's, it's all about winning. However, it's not about testing yourself. It's not about testing your left, te- testing that left-hand counter shot of Connor because you're playing with dice. You're playing with fire. It's not going to go good. I mean, maybe it does go good. Maybe he stops him in the first round. First man to stop Connor by, by strikes. Oh, no, other than Floyd. First man to stop Connor by strikes in the UFC. But if you backpedal to the Mayweather fight, you wasn't really stopped. That fight could have probably went on. I mean, Floyd kind of played with him the first 10 rounds, and, you know, he turned it up towards the end, and, you know, we've seen what happened. But we don't know. These matchups are, are crazy. These matchups are, are, are quite astonishing, quite, quite impressive, and quite exciting. And I can't wait. Like I said, I don't watch fights with other people. I like to be at home. I like to study them on my own. The live experience, getting super excited and stuff like that. So that's what we're going to do this week. Anyways, folks, um, to wrap this podcast up, appreciate you guys for joining us. Um, any last words on comments on Connor versus Cerrone? I mean, I love the demeanor of Connor, the calmness, the respect, the mutual, ad- uh, mutual admiration for each guy. That's nice, however. However, Helwani brought up an interesting point. Helwani talked about the fact that Connor still may be playing mind games. Playing mind games, really, now? Is he really playing mind games? How crazy is it? How, how crazy? Because yeah, how nice, how respectful he's being, how cool they are, how cordial they have been. Who knows? Who knows what happens? If that happens, man, I mean, Connor could be completely calm as a whistle. Boom. Goes in the octagon, starches him in the first round. You know, don't take Connor's demeanor lightly because the fact that he's so calm and respectful, that means we're probably going to get a more approved version of Connor. A calm, a calculated, 
I mean, look at the way he dispatched Eddie Alvarez, man. I'm pretty damn sure he, he, he could do something similar. You know, nothing short of amazing. He's nothing short of amazing. He is overlooked. He's not overhyped. He's done things a lot of people haven't done modern-day UFC, current-day UFC. So put respect on Conor McGregor's name. I got Conor by first-round knockout, folks. That's this podcast. That's the end. We're out of here, folks. Appreciate you guys for joining us here on this episode of Segments. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GTheKing and the May. Um, follow our podcast page directly at KWTKPod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Anchor.fm slash KWTKPod. I think I said .com earlier. No, it's anchor.fm slash KWTKPod. So, ladies and gentlemen, tune in. We'll be back. Enjoy the fights. We're probably going to do a post-fight show, depending on how crazy the magnitude is on the fights. But we'll definitely be back, and I can't wait for that. Tune in. See you later. Bye, folks.